you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome again to another bonus episode. This one was released on December 9th of 2022. Uh, as I said, if you haven't heard me and Chip talk about uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, that's why I put these bonus episodes out. So I don't know if anybody's enjoying them, but I hope so. So here it is. Same old discussion, different format. Thank you, everyone. It's been re-edited. So here you go. Hope you enjoy. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and I'm here with his cousin, Chip. Hello, everybody. That's right. Hello, Chip. Um, so we lost. Sometimes I wonder, I, I wanted yeah. to say this. Sometimes I wonder that I say that pretty much kind of the same every time. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they're like, hey, this is canned. This is yeah. something that's yeah. thrown is- in like on He-Man when yeah. he says, by the power of Grayskull. This is bullshit. Yeah. Philip's thing's pre-recorded, or Philip's thing is always different. Chip is always pre-recorded of his cousin chip yeah i just Mm -hmm. have i have this ai thing of like all your sayings and i just put it in there to say bullshit kind of like uh howard stern in the uh Mm -hmm. uh, oh my yeah yeah (laughs) yep exactly um but we lost kirstie alley the other day to Uh, that fucking cancer mm -hmm. but uh, we we did do uh star trek 2 on here so that's great yeah um, so, uh, yeah. And, um, what else? Um, so this movie, you had never seen this movie before. Nope. I'm very excited for you. Um, <laughs> and a little, a little apprehensive because yeah. like everyone that you'll find out is like, eh, eh. <clears throat> yeah. but are you I ready? I did read to- that some people said that it was the, they would say it's the worst of all of his movies. Quentin Tarantino even said it's his worst. Yeah. He said, like, he has said, uh, there's a whole big quote that he said, but basically it was other actors, like you and I kind of talked about Hitchcock, but he brought up Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder mm-hmm. had this great thing, but at the end of his films, they weren't that good. There were some bad ones in there. And yeah. he said, so if my worst is death proof, I think yeah. I'm doing okay, but he said with a bad movie, that almost knocks out two of your good ones. You know, yeah. it almost takes you down a peg. But I don't know. Even with it being the worst, I guess it's still it was cool in in its well design. And, and this is why I kind of wanted you to watch Planet Terror, which you had seen, but you haven't seen it yeah. recently. But the cool thing when Joe and I went and saw those as a double feature, Planet Terror is like these grindhouse movies. It'll just Mm -hmm. pop up with a thing that says missing reel or -hmm. missing scene. So like there's a part where they're going to defend the barbecue place, Jeff Mm -hmm. Fahey's barbecue place. 
And they're like, okay, everybody ready? Scene missing. Come back to the whole thing's on fire and they're running out. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, but I'm okay. I'm in it. I get it. You guys survive. And um, and then Jeff A, he's like, oh, I've been shot. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And Mm -hmm. and so there'll be scratches, the film jumps and stuff. And on Mm -hmm. this one, in the beginning with Jungle Jungle Julia, Mm -hmm. there's scratches. It seems old when it goes to Rosario Dawson and them pristine yeah you know and you're like okay this is weird um but but the cool thing is overall it gave me a feeling of when watching uh cable back in the day of the hitchhiker right yeah because that show was it was something new every episode Mm -hmm. it was the same guy coming in and talking kind of like a rod sterling kind of a situation you know but it was the hitchhiker thing and it was something crazy would fucking happen and creepy or whatever. And it yeah. just kind of felt like that. That's what, what this movie was. It was like a, like it could have been like a badass version of the hitchhiker. <laughs> so. Well, and as you noticed, I mean, I guess we can jump into it now a little bit and then we'll play the TV spot. But um, mm-hmm. doctor, uh, the doctor shows up, Dr. Block. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, she's from planet terror. Like you had just seen planet terror. Then they mm. played the trailers and they played death proof and you see her. And why is she being mean to Earl McGraw? Cause that's her fucking dad. And she hates mm. him. Ah. Find that out in planet terror. And it's like, Oh wow. Cool. Nice. So, and she's going through some shit with um, the guy from Goonies in planet mm. terror, her husband, the other doctor. So yeah. what's his name? We can never, I can never think of his name. Not Josh Brolin. Yes. Yes. Josh. Yes. James you Brolin, the father. That's right. Yes. Look at me. I'm an adult now. <laughs> All right. Let's get on with the show. Let's do it. Buckle up, because a new kind of terror is coming at 200 miles per hour. Ladies, we're going to have some fun. There are a few things as fetching as a bruised ego on a beautiful angel. Is that cowboy wisdom? I'm not a cowboy, Pam. I'm a stuntman. Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. This car is 100% death proof. Only to get the benefit of it, honey, you really need to be sitting in my seat. Death Proof, 2007. So the film was originally, as I said, released theatrically as part of Grindhouse in 2007. Mm-hmm. A double feature that combined Death Proof with Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. After Grindhouse underperformed at the domestic box office, Death Proof was released as a standalone feature in other countries and on home media. It received mostly positive reviews for its stunt sequences and tribute to exploitation cinema although its pacing was criticized. So you ready for this plot? If you were here last week, here's the plot for this movie. Two separate sets of voluptuous women are stalked at different times by a scarred stuntman who uses his death-proof cars to execute his murderous plans. So I don't think I wrote it down here, but years ago, uh, Quentin was like talking to Sean Penn 
He's like, I really want to get a car, but I'm worried because, you know, about driving and getting a car wreck and I could die or whatever. Sean Penn's yeah. like, well, what you need is a death proof car. He's like, <laughs> what do you mean death proof? And he's like, he's like, you buy a car, you give it to the stunt guys on the movie, you pay him like fifteen hundred dollars. They death proof mm -hmm. it for you. And then if the car gets in a wreck, you're you're in a little cage, you know, you're good. And he's like, yeah. oh, wow. And then he remembered. That's a good idea. And then later when he went to Robert Rodriguez and was like, I got this idea for two films. Mine would be, you know, about this death proof car. And Robert Rodriguez is like, you should call it death proof. And he's like, OK. <laughs> and he goes, so Robert Rodriguez is like, the only thing I came up with is call it death proof. And then, you know, they went on and did their own things. Right. Um, but anyway, stars Kurt Russell as Mike, stuntman Mike McKay. So Tarantino attempted to cast John Travolta, mm -hmm. William Defoe, John mm -hmm. Malkovich, Mickey Rourke, Ron Perlman, Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. This one threw me off. Cal Penn and Sylvester Stallone in Death Proof. But none. Uh, so if anybody, nobody knows, sorry. Uh, uh, the uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. That's Cal Penn. Yep. Um, but none were able to work due to prior commitments. In an interview, Tarantino revealed that he cast Kurt Russell as the killer stunt driver because, quote, for people in my generation, he's a true hero. But now there's a whole audience out there that doesn't know what Kurt Russell can do. When I open the newspaper and see an ad that says Kurt Russell in Dreamer or Kurt Russell in Miracle, I'm not disparaging these movies, but I'm thinking, when is Kurt Russell going to be a badass again? Unquote. Yeah. So Zoe Bell is herself. Rosario Dawson is Abernathy Abby Ross. Vanessa Ferlido as Arlene Butterfly. Sydney Tamia Poitier. Were you thrown off by that when you were watching this and it said Sydney Poitier? And you're like, yes. Sydney Poitier is in this movie? Awesome. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Well, um, especially when it said the girls, and then it goes and yeah. it says that. And I was like, yeah. that's yeah. not a girl. Wait, wait, what? Uh, Sydney Poitier is Jungle Julia. Uh, Luce is her last name. Uh, Tracy Thomas as Kimberly Kim Mathis. Rose McGowan is Pamela Pam. You know, excuse me. Jordan Ladd as Shanna Banana, not Shauna. Shanna, hello, Banana. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Leanna Lee Montgomery. Quentin Tarantino as Warren. Macy Harriel as Marcy. Eli Roth as Dove or Dove. Dove? Dove. Anyway. Anyway. D-O-V. Um, Omar Doom as Nate. And then Michael Bacall as Omar, which is funny. Uh, Monica Staggs as Hannah Frank, the pot dealer girl. She's like, let's call Hannah. Jonathan mm. Logren as Jasper, Michael Parks as Ranger Earl McGraw, James Parks as Ranger Edgar McGraw, and Marley Shelton as Dr. Dakota Block. So uh, it's interesting too, like I'm watching James Parks and I'm like, I loved you in Hateful Eight, but it's hard to see without the beard and everything. Like you're like, yeah. was that James Parks? Like, I don't know, but that's how good it was. Yeah. Um, him just curling up with that fucking bear blanket. I love that part still. Uh, written by Quentin Tarantino and directed by Quentin Tarantino. So 
this movie obviously never came into your life until now. I mean, you yeah. knew of it, right? Mm-hmm. Were you curious about it? Did you kind of know what it was about? No. I really didn't. I knew about it because of you. Mm-hmm. And I know that you were excited and stuff, but I just really didn't care. Like, right. I was very much like that. <laughs> like, whatever. Well, and the thing, I'm going to give it away. And I hate this now because now when I watch it, I know the trick. Mm-hmm. She's bolted through the hood to her stomach. Yeah. So, but some of that is just she's free flowing. Like, it's not. Yeah. But the part yeah. when she's on her stomach holding on to certain parts, she's you know yeah, bolted in. She spun around she spun around in a perfect yeah and so yeah it's like yeah or would move a, over and she's got she a stunt belt on that's holding yeah. her yeah but um but yeah but for her to do that like you know so when she applied for you know quentin's like hey i wrote this part for you and she thought oh it's gonna be like a small cameo because he was really enthralled with her after kill bill like all the stunts she did so yeah. she reads it and she sees a character named zoe bell and she's reading and all the conversations they're having are conversations that she's had with Quentin Tintino around him, talking to the other stunt guys, whatever, telling these stories. She's like, holy yeah. shit, this is me. It's written like me. Like, okay, awesome. So yeah. it's really easy for her just to fall into it because it's how she talks. So it's very awesome. Um, yeah, like I said, me and Joe, we heard Grindhouse was coming out. We're like, we should go see it so we went on opening night and you know saw those so you sit in a theater for three hours you know no intermission it just played like planet terror played at the end of planet terror i don't think there was an intermission maybe there was but then the trailers played those trailers that i had you see um and then the movie started and you're just like oh awesome we're in it like this is cool um and in a way, you're going through Planet Terror to go to, you know, Death Proof. Like, I want to see the Quentin Tarantino stuff. I was a Robert Rodriguez fan all the time, but I was like, I want to get to that. But yeah. then when you get to that, you're like, but also Robert, Planet Terror is so weird and odd that you're like, oh, my God, this is this is what we're in for. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, big saggy balls dropping to the floor and. you know big welts and things on people if they don't breathe the right stuff anyway you ready for listener opinions yes see what they say well you gotta have an opinion well opinions are like assholes everybody has one i hated 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 this movie yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man i like it opinions vary grindhouse database wrote This is my least fave QT film, but I still enjoy it, unquote. Then I told him that I agreed, but it was fun to see the double feature. And then he wrote, yeah, it was fun, but I always felt like after Kill Bill, QT had done his Grindhouse homage. It's also my favorite film by him, which is Kill Bill, like he told us last week. And then he said, quote, like with any great director, you have your faves, least faves. While I still enjoy Death Proof, I got to put it at the bottom of the QT list, unquote. Mm -hmm. Jason Bromley, Popcorn Promises, wrote, quote, This would have been an amazing 10-minute short, but as it stands, it drags in parts. It was also the wrong choice. You have Planet Terror play first, because then switching gears to Death Proof made it drag even further. 
I get mm-hmm. that they were trying to bring the grindhouse movie experience to the masses, but they didn't quite nail the landing. It was just before its time. I think now they could do it by making it an event that toured from city to city with the Q and a by Tarantino and Rodriguez. They would make a guajillion dollars. Nice. Unquote. And Michael Strom over there at Moto Strom 23 wrote, quote, rough movie. Stuntman Mike is a true monster. Unquote. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. This is it's it's to me, it's a dialogue. You have yeah. some of those people. You have Jungle Julia talking a certain way. You know, a guy who's not so sexy, but maybe sexy comes to you. Maybe you fucking maybe you won't comes to you and says, you know, and then yeah. you got Eli Roth kind of talking the same way, you know, yeah, you know, and you're just like, well, and that, that was kind of weird because it was a way that I was thinking of it too, was that um, in the way that like when you did your script and it was pointed out to you that you wrote women's dialogue well, mm-hmm. or they sounded different. It, it didn't, you know, come across where it was the same person writing for everybody kind of a situation. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt with that too, is that the way that the writing was, is you could tell it was the same, you know, it was yeah. a writer yeah. doing all of it. It wasn't, yeah. every, everybody sounded too much alike and it was, and it was just weird. It didn't, it didn't flow properly. It, and, and very much it could be with what you had pointed out with Quentin Tarantino, when he gets to a certain point in the script, they just write themselves, mm-hmm. but this is a smaller, shorter movie. Right to fit in with the other Grindhouse movie. So it was him just doing it, and they didn't become themselves. The characters didn't become anything. It was just an idea thrown on paper, and everybody sounded delight. Yeah, now that you're saying it, it makes me think of um, that, uh, like with the other movies, he's like, with all my characters, I have a backstory for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so like you and I talked about, one of our favorite scenes on Kill Bill is the bride coming in to talk to Hattori Hanzo, mm-hmm. him being this one way when she mentions, you know, I need some steel and it's for bill. And then all of a sudden he changes, but he's also, his acting is so great. It's the mm-hmm. thing of uh, Robert Forrester and Pam Greer, like, you know, Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. like all their acting to bring it out. This was like, read the words on the page and let's go, let's do it. So granted, you go, we want to make like a grindhouse film, like it's just go through and do it, you know, but yeah. Well, and the thing, the cool thing about it is, is that when Tarantino gets into something, it becomes almost like an epic. He has to stop himself and he has to go back and he has to cut it down. Well, if he gets to that point where the characters are writing themselves, Mm -hmm. right, he gets to a certain point. If when he goes back and edits it, then he knows how they really sound. So in the beginning, his first part that was kind of just kind of forced or whatever, kind of just to feel it, he yeah. can edit that and fix it to where they sound like the person that it ended with. Yeah. So yeah. that they talk for themselves. So that makes sense that it all becomes perfectly where each character has their own voice. But when you have something like this, that is so small and just thrown down, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. With this, he said, um, when he went to edit it, he got rid of all the fat and just condensed Mm -hmm. it down to the least whatever. And what was interesting, again, talking about like the way Planet Terror was done in Grindhouse, they tease up the strip tease Mm -hmm. 
she says there's a real good jukebox in there you go pick a song i'll be in in a minute a missing scene and then you see them just leaving getting ready to leave <laughs> and you're like i didn't see her dance like a so then when I bought Death Proof, I was like, oh, there's her dance. Did I see this or do I think I saw it? And then I'm like, yeah. oh, no. Cool. You know, nice. So, that's awesome. Really cool. I think because you saw the dance, right? Yeah, because yep. I just watched it. Yeah, yeah. Because I ended up not watching Grindhouse on Plex. Mm -hmm. They have this movie for free and they put the ads mm -hmm. in in the right spot. They don't interrupt the action. So very cool. All right. Let's discuss this thing. Okay. Three friends, Arlene, Shauna, Shanna, Shanna Banana, and radio Damn. DJ Jungle Julia drive down Congress Avenue in Austin, Texas on their way to celebrate Julia's birthday. A couple things in this movie I want to point out before I forget. One, the girls got to go pee. I love that. Like, I got to go pee. Like, you never see that. Like, just mm -hmm. somebody like having to go pee. Something else that I noticed, usually in a scene, you're doing a scene unless they go well you need to keep eating yeah. when they're eating at the diner the girls later they're they're going to talk rosario dawson takes a sip of her coffee and then finishes her sentence the other girl's yeah. like eating she's eating her like you're like oh cool awesome mm -hmm. um in a bar julia reveals that she made a radio announcement offering a free lap dance from arlene in return for addressing her as butterfly buying her a drink and reciting a segment of the poem stopping by woods on a snowy evening. So what I did like here was she starts being like, um, well, gee, don't you think she has a, a black girl, you know, a, don't you think she has a big ass? And she's like, she got a black girl's ass. I like her ass. And then uh, Jungle Julie is like, just shut. Oh, who wants to join the conversation now? Like I've been that way. You've been that way with friends of like, oh, now you want to be part of it before you're fucking with me. Like, okay, I can't fuck mm -hmm. with you back. But now you're, you know, agent yeah. Hollywood stunt double Mike McKay trails the women to a bar and claims the lap dance. So do you love that part too? He's like, are you first? He asked Pam, who is that? Oh, she's famous on the radio or board billboards all over the place. Then he mm -hmm. goes to her. Are you somebody famous? And she's like, if you're asking why that girl took a picture of me, it's because, yes, I'm on the radio, blah, blah, blah. And look, Mr. Blind Man, did you not see my billboard right there? And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Then he hits them with the woods are lovely, dark and deep. And you're like, oh, fuck. He's listened to the show. He knows who you fucking are. He's playing the whole yep. game. I didn't yep. say I was a wolf. You know, I'm not a bad man, but I didn't say I wasn't a wolf, you know. And then when he's like, hang on, like he's going to sneeze. And they're like, yeah, yeah. The fuck was that? And then he's like, yeah, <laughs> like he's like my dad, but not getting angry. Like I get angry if I can't sneeze. I'm like, God damn it. Like it was so close. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, uh, never mind. Walks away. And they're like, what the fuck was that? See, and that was weird for me because I'm sitting here going, OK, usually at an end at the end of something like that, where you think you're going to sneeze, you make a comment about it to the mm -hmm. people around you if they're yeah. watching you and staring at you you're like oh i almost, I almost sneezed or they ask you did you was that a sneeze and you're, oh yeah yeah but yeah. the way he reacted to it i was like was that like a did he just have a stroke what the fuck was right. that like the way he just uh, walks yeah. away yeah, and I then never like, told him like I, I thought i was gonna sneeze or something yeah, yeah. 
but uh, but I think that was just him being odd and weird and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was sitting there going, he's got a scar. He's been hit. He's in the head a few many times because you know <laughs> yeah. all the damage and stuff. Maybe he was having some kind of like eh, 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 moment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> He notes that Julie is on billboards across town and she is cold towards him. He returns to sit with the group and recites a line to Arlene. She is suspicious, having seen Mike's car earlier that day, watching her outside a restaurant. But he convinces her to give him the lap dance. So there's a couple parts I love here. I love where he can read her. He's like, you're upset because nobody came to you today and said anything that didn't happen. And Julie is like, yeah, it happened already. He's like, so you're not going to give me a lap dance? She's like, no. He's like, you know, when people say I got a book. Well, I have that book, ma'am. And I'm going to put your name in it right now under chicken shit. So here it goes. And he's doing John Wayne. None of them are understanding that he's doing John yeah, Wayne. Nope. And he's done John Wayne in Big Trouble in Little China when he had to mm-hmm. act like somebody else. And also yeah. there's a little hidden thing of his muscle shirt from Big Trouble Little China is hanging in the bar, like around oh, nice. there. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Um, but yeah, and then he's like, I'm going to put you down for chicken shit. And she's like, no, you go to the thing, play the music. He's like, oh, OK, cool. You're you're feisty. I like it. But also he's thinking, I'm going to kill all these bitches like, fuck you. <laughs> Be mean to me all you want. You're going to die at the end of tonight. The See, and that's what's funny is me not knowing that it's going to that point. I'm yeah. sitting here going. Because she does the lap dance, does that save her? And I'm like, oh, well, well. <laughs> that's, that's what I was wondering. So when we saw this movie, mm. we weren't even thinking like, you're not thinking, where's Rosario Dawson? Where's you're just I watching was. it. Right. That's what I'm saying. So were you like, when's Rosario walking into the bar? When are, you know, mm-hmm. but you're just like, and then you're like, oh, shit, wait, now we're on to these other girls, you know? And it does that weird black and white thing. And then, you know, I thought they were going to do a blink thing like with Kill Bill, like she'd blink yeah. and it would turn colors, but it didn't. Um, but it was still cool. The women prepare to depart with Lana, another friend to Shauna, family lake, Shauna's family lake house. And she's talking about her dad, like my a bunch of young poontang walking around in bikinis. <laughs> my dad's going to show up and be like, you ladies need anything? <laughs> Pam, Julia's old classmate, is in need of a ride home and accepts Mike's offer. Mike takes Pam to his Hollywood stunt car, which is rigged with a roll cage and tells her the car's death proof. So that's where she's like, hey, I didn't you when you asked me, he's like, I didn't ask you. You asked me for a ride and this Mm -hmm. is what I'm offering. And she's like, "Okay." Once Pam is in the passenger seat, he reveals. So did you like that, too, where he looks at the camera? Pulls a Burt Reynolds and looks at the camera and smiles. Yeah. Once Pam is is in the passenger seat, he reveals it is only death proof for the driver. He speeds and slams on the brakes, smashing Pam's skull on the dashboard, killing her. He catches up with the women's car and drives into it at high speed, killing them. So how did you take the most gory part of this movie that like, you thought, oh, yeah. this girl will be saved. She gave him a lap dance. No, she gets a worse that's what I would, fucking tire yeah. right across the face. Yeah, and that was... Well, my whole thing is I was already cringing because of the girl with the foot hanging right. out the window. I knew yeah. that was going to... Yeah, was like, you're like, oh, something's you know. going to happen. Yeah. But I also knew that 
with the special effects that they did from uh from dusk till dawn and that's pretty much what it was going to look like and it it was you know for for how gross it was and everything so i was like oh okay um but once it got to that whole face thing i was like oh jesus like that's just yeah like the one was her it was it was very much the other one was the leg and then all of a sudden it was just yeah and showing but i did love how how it was shot separately yeah how it showed the impact showed one thing showed the impact showed another thing like it was showing it individually of this is what happened yeah (laughs) so yeah it was yeah i really liked it it was really cool but also like oh painful mike survives with no serious injury texas ranger or earl mcgraw believes that mike killed the women intentionally but because mike was sober while the women were intoxicated he cannot be charged so I was also thinking like crime scene. Like I'm like, if you went up the road about a hundred feet or 300 feet, mm-hmm. you would find these peel out marks where he was revving his car up to go. And yeah. so I'm like, yeah, they would find that. And then also I'm like, did you get rid of Pam or did you leave Pam in the car? But they did say like, yeah, he gave this girl a ride and she ended up dying. Like, oh, well, too bad. And yeah, and and with the crime scene and how how the distance and how yeah. what speed that got up to, yeah, finding the pictures, yeah, but also girls, yeah. Well, then that's why he threw those out first. When he mm-hmm. went to leave, he throws those out. So when he gets in the car wreck, they won't find any pictures, and it'll be fine. But mm-hmm. it's the thing. Also, there's no skid marks. So the girls were drunk. They ran into him head on. There were no, mm. you know, breaks like so you're like, oh, shit. But also where well, he's like, what do we do, daddy? And he's like, he's like, well, I don't know. I could spend the same amount of time following NASCAR. So I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. And this yeah. guy will get his come up and sooner or later. And sure as shit, 14 months later, he does. Yeah, well, and the smart thing I thought about this is because, you know, obviously I got this from CSI. You know, or some fucking thing where they talk about the uh, looking into a, a accident or whatever to see if it was on purpose or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, him going towards them without the lights on, but turning the lights on at the last moment because exactly. they can tell That's what I forgot that the, too. That the, that the lights light shattered. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had to make sure they were on before he hit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking that as well. I was like, I was like, oh, that's good. I was just like you. I was like. He put them on so that if he got when the cops show up, they'll be like his headlights were on. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It seemed like these girls were just drunk. Yep. 14 months later, three young women, uh, hair and makeup artist, Abernathy, Abby Ross, stunt woman, Kim Mathis, and up and coming actress Lee Montgomery are driving through Lebanon, Tennessee, where they are shooting a film together. They stop at a convenience store where Mike watches them from his car. The women are en route to pick up Abby and Kim's friend, stunt woman Zoe Bell, from the airport while Mike inconspicuously photographs them. So um, it's interesting where, first of all, there's feet all over this movie. Like the yeah. shortest, the not shortest movie you did, but the one that took less amount of time, you were like, I'm going to put feet up here on the couch. I'm going to put a picture of a woman with her feet up on the couch. I'm going to put mm-hmm. feet up on a dash. I'm going to put, you know, uh, feet up, feet out the window, a foot fallen 
like getting in a wreck. Um, yeah, and a close up of uh, short, short asses, and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Jesus. Well, the um, it's the thing, and I always wonder that with movies, and now things have changed. But if you're like, we need a shot of your ass. I need a mm. shot of you walking, or you need to wear these short shorts because this is what the movie is implying, whatever, you know, it's like, okay, understandable, but also how far, you know, you've gotten seven shots of my ass already. Okay. You're enough. Like done. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he does that weird thing where he, he wants to lick it and then he licks his finger to touch her. And that's when she's like, I don't know. Something weird just fucking happened. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, so you said the girls that were in rent, that was the stunt woman and Rosario, right? Those two black girls or no, I thought I read that. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's both, yeah. both Rosario and the, and the one that was driving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, which I, I showed that I told that to my wife and she goes, I love the fact that no matter what other movies that they were both in, that you directly go to wrench because I love that fact <laughs> that yeah, you know yeah. that. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Uh, Zoe tells them that she wants to test drive a 1970 Dodge Charger, the same type of car from the 71 film Vanishing Point that is for sale nearby. So there's some things that Quentin does that he does in his movies. He'll bring up other movies. So he brings up Kowalski. She's like, oh, Kowalski, Vanishing Point. Yeah. And yeah. Rosario's like, what, what is vanishing point? You don't fucking know you're a regular girl. What do you mean I'm fucking, what are you two? Like, we're gearheads. Like, that's why we know it. And yeah. also, when they go to give the car to your favorite Adam Sandler character, um, they, <laughs> they, she's like, I don't want to be here with fucking Tom Jode. Like, that's from uh, Grapes of Wrath. Mm. Like, that's Henry Fonda's character in Grapes of Wrath. So you're like, yeah. oh, cool. And like all that, Mr. Microphone, hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. And she's like, <laughs> Winstead's like, what the fuck? Like, wait a minute. Um, so it's very. I do cool. love, though, that he was doing the Adam Sandler. The, <laughs> yeah. like, I was yeah. just like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the from film Vanishing Point that is for sale nearby, the owner lets them test drive it. You know, what are you going to do? Blow him? No, I'm going to insinuate that she's going to blow him, but she won't. But that, and then he's like, You're making a porno because that's the only movies he knows. And she's like, Yeah, we are making a porno. The owner lets him test drive it unsupervised after Abernathy tells him that Lee is a porn star and will stay behind. So that's the other part that's funny. First of all, when they're at breakfast and she's like, so where are you from, Australia? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. You do not mix a Kiwi with an Australian. Oh, my God. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, we're just taking the wind out of your sail. We're just taking the piss out of you, girl. Like, it's fine. But mm. she's so naive. Like, yeah, I have a gun because I'm a CIA agent. I didn't know you were. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> like, I didn't finish the thought. But yeah, like, oh, you're funny. But when her. When her and uh, Kim are talking, she's like, I want to do ship's mass. And she's like, yeah. you told me not only do I have permission to say no, but I can physically restrain your ass if necessary. <laughs> and she's like, but that was but now we're in the United States. And if I knew then what I know now that I can. And she's like, 
Oddly, that made sense. I understand. Yeah. Okay, let's go do it. And then especially she's like, with that car, that was the point. Yeah. Is especially with yeah. that car yeah. being able to do it with that car. Yeah. And she's like, with the 440 engine. And then she's like, no, give me the jacket. But it's my jacket. Yeah, but you're my fucking slave. Give me the jacket. I'm wearing the fucking jacket. All right. Mm-hmm. Zoe tells Abernathy and Kim that she wants to play a game they call Ship's Mass, whereby she rides the hood holding belts fastened to the car while Kim drives at high speeds. Kim is hesitant, but agrees. The three enjoy the stunt, unaware that Mike is watching them. So how did you you see him coming? You're like, oh, fuck, it's coming. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And it's and, and that was the that was what I mean. It's like that very that psychological, like mindfuck situation where they're just having fun. Yeah. And all of a sudden this guy comes out of nowhere and he's just and he's been planning like yeah. they have no clue that that he it plans this stuff so far in advance and has pictures of them and all this shit yeah. it's fucking scary as fuck and then i'm thinking he's you know he's watching him in the in the uh binoculars and mm-hmm. he's got a smile to his face because i think he's like oh they're stunt people i'm a yeah. stunt guy i know what that is that's ship mast you know mm-hmm. and now he's just like I'm going to just slam into him and then leave and replace my car or whatever it is or however. Yeah. Um, he rear ends them in his car, causing Zoe to accidentally drop one of the belts after several more. Colli- so I was thinking about this. There is a part where she's not uh, bolted down and she mm-hmm. loses one of those belts. And you're like, and you're like, if you didn't have control of your body enough, you could easily fly off of that hood because she's got just the one belt so it is still a dangerous stunt because on a lot of that she's not bolted down until like later but yeah it's crazy after several more collisions he t-bones them throwing zoe from the hood so first of all she gets thrown from the hood you're like oh shit you're kind of like them like oh fuck (laughs) and then when he stops and he's like ladies that was fun okay goodbye and then all of a sudden gunshot like real quick shot of her just shooting over the roof and that was awesome but the whole time that he was hitting them i was expecting abernathy to just because she knows about the gun right to just go reaching down for the gun and just turn around and start shooting at him i was expecting that whole time for that yeah it was weird it was just like and when it didn't happen i was like okay so i wasn't when he was like ladies and then he got shot i wasn't expecting it i was like oh shit okay yeah 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 you're like yeah i think you're so in if it was real life you're in that moment of oh Mm -hmm. shit we gotta really you know it's a panic moment or whatever you know and um hang on a minute ah shit sorry i had something okay I'm sorry. Philip, edit this out. I was something from the wife. I had to make sure to check it. So mm. um, eh, maybe we'll keep it in because that's a lot of editing for Philip. Um, <laughs> so, so, so not only I'm thinking like, what does he expect? Like the girls would be like, because there's some people they'll be like, oh, wow, that was that was fun. OK, we agree. Mm. No, they're going to fucking come at you. You think they're just going to be like, you know, but he also thought, ladies, that was fun. I'm going to leave. And they'll just go, what mm. the fuck just happened? That was weird. And then they're looking for Zoe. And you're like, oh, shit. And um, 
like we said, uh, Kim shoots uh, Mike in the shoulder and he flees in his car. Abernathy and Kim cry over the loss of their friend until Zoe just this is why I love Zoe Bell because of this this moment <laughs> and and all the other movies she's been in with Quentin and of her own um, until Zoe emerges uninjured. So they're like crying. All of a sudden she's like, hello, guys, I'm OK. I'm fine. Like jumping <laughs> yeah. out of the okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, fucking Zoe. Like she said, she's like, you missed the most important part of that story. She fucking knew where the hole was. You know, you knew where the hole was. You told her. And then she still fell in it. So that's how stupid she is. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. <laughs> um, so the three agree to catch up to Mike and kill him. So Rosario Dawson's like, let's kill this motherfucker. And you're like, oh, shit, we're on. I love that that moment because both the girls, you know, they weren't expecting her to say, let's kill this motherfucker. I was like, oh, yeah. shit, like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're like, for one, she enjoyed the ship's mess thing. Like, she started smiling. Mm -hmm. And then for two, yeah, she's all in to kill him. Mike is stopped on a narrow road to treat his wound with whiskey. The women rear end him at a high speed, which, you know, he did to them. And now they're doing it back. Um, well, Zoe it's funny because this is where it flips because of the fact that the way that he treated uh, Pam, where he's like, this is where you start getting scared. Now. Yeah, this is where you're yeah. afraid. Of that, right. Mm -hmm. And he's fucking whining like a little bitch yeah. crying yeah. because it's of his hilarious. gunshot when yeah. he's a stunt man. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like what happened to every other stunt that he did that kind of maybe went wrong or he got hurt and the, and the scar and everything like yeah. that, that he, was he this person? Well, like, and wow. like well, and that's what and, I was and, wondering. And apologizing and crying. Like, when what? he's, when he's telling his story to the girls and he's like, then I was in Vegas. And then after Vegas, uh, he had another show called Gavelin or Gavelhan, whatever. And I was in that until, and then he kind of trails off and he talks about other things. And you're like, something happened there where you got fired. The show got canceled, mm -hmm. but also maybe you fucked something up or killed somebody and you got kicked off the show. And so you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. But also with you not being in the stunt business for so long and all you're used to is getting in wrecks of killing the women and mm -hmm. the excitement of killing four women over getting better from like a collarbone and your broken pinky, mm -hmm. pinky or index finger. And, and that's what else is funny when you see those girls die. And then when James McGraw is like, yeah, he broke his collarbone and his index finger. And you're like, he got little, like they got, they're fucking dead. Yeah. And well, and, and when he trailed off talking about what happened, it doesn't go into detail about that. Yeah. It makes me wonder if, he did kill somebody. Right. That's and he got what fired yeah. and he got off on that killing that person. Right. And so he and had to keep got the idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is, is the shows he mentions from the seventies and eighties, and then he's not doing yeah. stunts. So how many people has he killed going through mm -hmm. from state to state? And the other thing of, so when he's crying, for one, it's good for the audience of like, here's this yeah. guy who was a mean menace. And now he's like a crying bitch and like, <laughs> and it's so funny yeah. when he's like whining and then they, he sees in the rear view mirror for a second and then they slam into him and then he takes off and, um, and oh yeah, when they slam into him, then Zoe gets out and beats him with a pipe. 
with the end of the fucking yeah. pipe hitting him in the face. You're like, Jesus that Christ. Awesome. But he resists and drive off again. After a long chase, the women push Mike's car off the road. So I loved where he hit them and they went up on that thing. And then she's like, please don't be a dead end. Please don't be a dead yeah. end. And then the and other like girls praying. are like, and then the other girls are like, please don't be a dead. Like they all join in because they're like, oh shit. And you're thinking that too. Like, oh fuck, it's going to be. And then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And they come to, and he's like, ha ha, I lost him. And you see the smoke on the, the dust on the side of his car. And all of a sudden he gets T-boned and flipped over and, um, and uh, runs him off the road and they drag him out of the wreckage and beat him to death. So he's like, watch it. My arms broke. Ah, <laughs> oh and did you notice when his car flips yeah i think it's uh, there's a wilhelm scream in there like they put a wilhelm scream you know oh, star wars wilhelm no, I didn't scream. Yeah. yeah so i nice. mean it's most known for star wars but it was from way back in the day somebody fall down a cliff and king kong and mm-hmm. it'd be what um yeah and they drag and beat him into that. So did you keep watching the credits? Because then you see Rosario lift her leg up and drop that down on him. And you're like, oh, yes, shit. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. The but I was I, I yeah. was hoping, though, when they were talking about the dead end, I was thinking that they were going to do the, the jump on top of his car kind of thing. And you were going to see the tire go and take his head oh, off. Oh, wow. Oh, that would have been neat. Yeah. But he had a roll bar on there. So maybe not. But yeah. Um, and that's my favorite car, that Charger that he's driving. It's really cool. It's my favorite uh, Duke's Hazard car. Uh, what is, if anything, something that sticks with you in this movie? It's probably the the tire across the girl. That yes. reminds... So oh, that girl, God. I wish she was in more things. And she reminds me of the girl from Return to Oz. What's her name? Uh, Ma- Maisie. Maisie. Uh, she was in some things, Chip. You know her. She anyway, was in things. Tell me, you tell me what you remember, and I'll bring up her name. Everybody's yelling at me right now because they know her. Well, name. and I was watching her, and I'm sitting here going, I know her from something else, but I just couldn't place it at all because it was. I was sitting here thinking about the time frame, what year. Right. And I was like, I think she's been in something more like recent, you know, in the last like five or 10 years or whatever that made me go, oh, you know. I was wrong. Maisie, Maisie, she was in something else. She kind of reminds me of this girl, too. Feruza Bulk is who I was thinking of. But the woman that I just said, Maisie, whatever, she was in like Craft or some one of those. You know the woman I mean? No? Yeah, the, well, the Feruza Bulk was in Craft. Oh, was she in there, too? Okay, see, I'm all, I'm all fucked up. Um, yeah. She was the one that went all evil that started that pulled the other ones into her evilness and went all crazy. Right. Yeah, I can't think of that girl's name, but yeah, I never saw craft. Um, I'm not a girl like you are. Um Son of a bitch. what did you say stuck with you? I'm sorry, the girl. Yeah, that well, and it was the, the face, the the head thing. Um and I don't know, honestly, it was just in the beginning, it was like so much feet i was just like god damn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking tarantino on your feet it which it really cemented because i was like that whole um speech that brad pitt did yeah you know yeah. and then he mentions 
his love for feet, you know, Tarantino's love for feet, and kind yeah. of you can see the uh, the tension in in Tarantino like uh, like that. Uh, well, he was on. it was good because he was smiling about it too. But yeah, he said yeah. he's he's uh, he's um, separated more women from their shoes than TSA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the thing is I was like I was like yeah I guess so. But then like after watching this, I was like holy shit, like. That is crazy. <laughs> so yeah, big time. Um, I'm sorry, Chip. I'm looking up that girl to see what you know her from. Mm. But not Tracy. There it is. Sorry, guys. Vanessa Ferlito. Let's see. She's known for NCIS. Do you know her from that? Wall Street. Probably 2010, the sequel to Wall Street. It's probably NCIS because I was thinking of like some type of police type of role kind of thing. So right, yeah, NCIS New Orleans. She was yeah. in that 108 episodes. Oh, she's like a main star of that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what Chip knows. Stand up guys. She was in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Julie, Julie and Julia. She was in that. That was a good movie. You ever saw it? Oh, Idea okay. goes to jail. She was in that. That was good. I think I remember her from that. Yeah. But anyway, is, oh CSI New York chip. There you go. Twenty six episodes, two thousand four to two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Um, Man of the House. You a big Tommy Lee Jones fan? I watched that once. CSI Miami. Anyway, everybody. Sorry to bore you with all that. Law and Order, 25th Hour, Rosario Dawson. Hey, she was in that with Rosario. Good. All right, Chip. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, Critical Consensus, Reads, Death Proof may feel somewhat minor in the context of Tarantino's larger filmography, but on its own merits, it packs just enough of a wallop to deliver sufficiently high-octane grindhouse goods, unquote. Sweet. So, um, yeah, here's part of that quote. Tarantino said at a director's roundtable, Death Proof has got to be the worst movie I ever made. And for a left-handed movie, that wasn't so bad. All right. So if that's the worst I ever get, I'm good. Unquote. So I give this movie four out of five because still good. Still got its exciting stuff. I don't like Eli Roth's acting in this movie. No. does better in, in, in Glorious Bastards, but does not do good in this when he's like, you know, she'll drink anything. It's like, why did you put your friend in this movie if he can't act? Like, yeah. Come on. Uh, what do you give it, Chip? I would say, yeah, I guess four. Um, overall, there was nothing bad about it. Like, mm-hmm. there was nothing that really yeah, pulled me out, pulled me away from it. I was in it the whole time. I, I even though, yeah, they say that it kind of drugged a little bit, but I was still invested in it throughout the whole thing. Like there was nothing about it that pulled me away. Nothing about it that made me feel like, Oh God, get to the shit. Like, yeah, every part of it had a purpose and to a point where you were getting to know the characters, I guess, but because kind of, like I said, with the writing, they were throwaway characters in the beginning. Yeah. It didn't matter if you actually got to know them or yeah. he developed their characters very well because they were all gone, gonna go and he knew it. And I think that was a problem. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think so um, as well. Is that uh, sorry? Damn it, you got me, got me caught on something. Um, well, it's the thing of you kind of don't want people to know where the story's going, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, it, that's why you know Jason Bromley's like, you could have done this as a ten minute short of here's a stunt man yeah. who kills people and kind of just went on with that. But instead, it's like, no, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I agree. You know, it's not rewatchable. It's not on your list, on your top mm-hmm. list. You know, so yeah. I used to own Death Proof by itself. And, and then I had Planet Terror by itself. And then I bought Grindhouse for like 20 bucks. So mm-hmm. that's more fun to watch both of those together. Yeah. Or to revisit Planet Terror is a lot of fun. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have, I haven't been watching films um, like I've been wanting to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get my uh, Shaw Brothers Volume 2. I got mm-hmm. that in the mail. So that's really cool. Sure. And um, And then me and the wife. So... There's this thing, so I'm going to talk about a TV show that uh, <gasps> everybody knows about because there's a fucking meme of her dancing everywhere. Um, Wednesday on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I was going to so, say something about that. So my, so we're at the brother-in-law's for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The brother-in-law and his wife, they're like, let's go upstairs and watch something. So we go upstairs to their little movie room, whatever. And he's like, you guys watch Wednesday. And we're like, no. And he said, I started it, but let's go ahead and watch it. We start watching. We watch all the way through like six episodes or five. (laughs) And we're like, and Danielle's kind of falling asleep. And so all of a sudden we're like, uh, at the end, then we're like, well, we got to go. And then we come Mm -hmm. home and then she's like, well, what haven't we watched of that? And I said, well, this. And she goes, well, let's go back a little bit because I was sleeping. So we went back, watched up to where the parents show up. So that was the last episode we watched oh, where the parents show up. And um, so then we're like, okay, cool. Like now we'll go on and we'll watch it. And it's interesting because that girl looks young, but she's 20 years old. She's so mm-hmm. she's like five, one, uh, the size of my mother. And, um, and it's just, it's a really good show. It's a whodunit type of thing. Like who is this monster that's killing people? She mm-hmm. does really good as Wednesday Adams of just like not caring about anybody, not liking mm-hmm. happy things, just liking miserable yeah. things. Um, so it's really cool. Um, a lot of people don't like Gomez as uh, what's his name from Carlito's Way, and yeah. what's his name Louis Guzman, and mm-hmm. um, but I thought he, I think he's good, you know, and he's like the original Charles Adams wrote him as I think a little rotund guy. And not a yep. skinny like a John Aston. Um yeah. Ashton? Sean Aston. 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 So anyway, now we're getting on to. So are you gonna watch it? Have you watched the first episode? Have you watched I, I want to. Uh, I mentioned it to my wife and she said she's not interested. She's never been a fan of Adam's family at all. Is she a fan of the Munsters? Oh, good. I mean, good because that movie, The Monsters by Rob Zombie, <laughs> yeah. sucked. Um, yeah. But there's people who are either Adam's family or Monsters fans, but they're more people our age yeah. or older. 
And like my dad, I think was telling me he's usually a Munsters fan. And I mm -hmm. said, I used to be, but now I'm an Adams family fan since, you know, I got into my twenties. I was like, Oh no, Adams family's better than Munsters, but yeah. totally different comedy. But anyway, come back for 10 hot eyes forward. My name is Lieutenant Aldo Ray, and I need me eight soldiers. We're going to be dropped into France, dressed as civilians. We're going to be doing one thing, one thing only. Killing Nazis. Yes, sir! Members of the National Socialist Party conquered Europe through murder, torture, intimidation, and terror. And that's exactly what we're going to do to them. We will be cruel to the Germans. And through our cruelty, they will know who we are. They will find the evidence of our cruelty. In the disemboweled, dismembered, and disfigured bodies of their brothers we leave behind us. And the German will not be able to help themselves from imagining the cruelty their brothers endured at our hands. And our boot heels. And the edge of our knives. And the German will be sickened by us. The German will talk about us. German will fear us. Nazi ain't got no humanity. They need to be destroyed. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scalps. And I want my scalps. Nine, 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 nine. Sound good? Yes, sir. That's right, from 2009, it's Inglorious Bastards. I want my 100 Nazi scalps. <laughs> nine, 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 nine. That's right. Um, yeah, that's one where Hitler's such a monster and then he's crying like a bitch. Nine, nine. What do you mean? You know, I don't know. And Glorious Bastards, I really like talking about epics. This is one where he started writing right after mm -hmm. talking to Uma about Kill Bill. He had this other idea for a World War II movie. And oh, he had written it and he said he couldn't stop it. It just kept yeah. going and growing bigger. And then finally he cut the chunk out of the middle and said, mm -hmm. let's do this. So that's what I kind of wish he would have let it go and he would have turned it into a band of brothers mm -hmm. segmented thing. Well, and that's what I'm saying now that he's writing books, like mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I can make a book of like, if he didn't do Kill Bill 3, he could mm -hmm. do it as a book. If he didn't do fucking the Vega brothers, he could do it as a book. Like it'd be really cool to go visit that. And, you know, and, and same thing with this, it would be good to see this as an epic and kind of mm -hmm. touch down on, Oh, here's that part where Shoshana was doing this or doing that. Um, well, and honestly, if he went and he did it in books and he did them segmented like that and do something, it would be cool Mm -hmm. because of the fact that if he did it and somebody wanted to actually turn it into actual movies or serialized movie type of a situation, it could be the same way that it was for uh, true romance where a very good director gets a hold yeah. of it yeah. and makes it good, you know, and it doesn't have to necessarily be him directing, you know, this epic thing of five, yeah. six, seven, whatever movies or whatever, or, TV, yeah. whatever. So. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, rest in peace, Tony Scott. Chip had to bring us back to sadness, but uh, not really. 
All right, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.